All right, everybody, welcome back to the Too Easy Sports Podcast. Today we have a special guest, Sonny Richardson. Can you say hi for us, Sonny? What's going on, you guys? Uh, not much. Hey, uh, we really appreciate you coming on and uh, and doing this. I thank you guys for having me on. Um, thank you guys for reaching out. Uh, definitely a great opportunity that I wanted to take advantage of, so thanks for having me. All right, we're going to get right into it. So, uh, Sonny, if you couldn't play football, which sport would you want to play? Uh, if I couldn't play football, I probably would try to pursue playing uh, basketball. Uh, I was a two-sport athlete in high school, so it was definitely something that um, I would have I would have tried pursuing if, if football uh, wasn't on the table. Hey, uh, not to brag, I was the leading scorer of my uh, intramural team. You think you can take me one-on-one? I think I think I can get you. <laughs> I think I can take you. Uh, no, uh, I don't think I mentioned though. Uh, it was intramurals, and uh, we played in the playoffs. So I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, they play one game. Hey, some some, some intramural teams be uh, super serious. So I'm not, I'm not gonna hold. I'm not gonna hold anything against you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we 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 played hard for the one game in the playoffs that we played. Yeah. It's all good. It's all well. <laughs> um, so you uh, were from North Carolina, and then you decided to play JUCO uh, simply because you are 5'9", and a lot of D1 through D3, D3 schools. Three schools look for bigger receivers. A lot of people looked, looked over you, looked past you, and uh, you went to JUCO in Arizona. Can you describe that transition from like North Carolina to Arizona and also uh, junior college. Oh yeah, the 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 transition from you know going going uh, from high school into junior college uh, was definitely life changing. Uh, when I look back at everything, I, it was definitely the best decision that I made. Um, but the transition was you know when you when you go out to a JUCO, everything's different, especially when dorms aren't being offered and scholarships aren't being offered. And the only way, you know, scholarships could be offered is if you were an in-state player. So it was basically one of those things where you had to fend for yourself. Um, you're going into a program where, uh, or basically an organization, which is the NJCAA, where people are, you know, just as hungry as you are. And if you aren't hungry, then, you know, JUCO will expose you. And so, um, you know, out of high school, uh, a, lot of, a lot of D1 schools did look over me because of my, because of my height. Um, and so when I got the opportunity to go to junior college, um, I actually wanted to go to a program uh, that was going to fit my style of play. And, um, you know, me and uh, Mesa Community College reached out to me, um, you know, what they, how, they were ran, how they ran their, uh, their offense. They wanted me to come in and, uh, you know, take it, you know, fill that, fill that void um, that one of the guys had left. So, um, you know, when I went there, uh, you know, just, just, uh, just, you know, just the the overall experience. You know, not not having someone to you know be on you all the time, and uh, you know, if you're a bunch around the people who come from a different state who are trying to do exactly the same thing that you are, except you know, there's no there's no one to help you or to guide you. You have to you know find who basically for yourself. Uh, your living situation, you have to base you have to pay for yourself, and it's just it's just a more gritty. Uh, a more gritty experience because you know it's it's, it's a dog eat dog world and you really have to fend for yourself. So the transition was definitely tough. For sure, yeah. 
Uh, congratulations on becoming a NJCAA all-wide receiver, by the way. Um, Appreciate that. Thank you. So guys like uh, Antonio Brown, who are like 5'10", guys like you, 5'9", you're more of the smaller wide receivers. So do you think you're underrated because of your size? Um, you know, I, I think that plays a big role in it. Um, you know, I also believe the media, uh, you know, plays a huge role in it too because you have these guys who are overly recruited, um, you know, who are the, the, the four stars, five stars. And, um, you know, I think my height definitely plays a big, a big factor in it um, because I'm 5'9". I'm so, um, you know, when, when you look at all these players who are, you know, 5'10", 5'11", or 6'0", who are, you know, or who have four stars, five stars, uh, they get all the attention. And typically when, you, when they get all the attention, it's because of those, those specific reasons. And so, um, you know, it, it's not at all exactly, it's not at all what people think it is. You know, it, you know, being your height, you know, your height, your size, um, you know, when, what, what you bring to the game should only be determined by you know, your skill level and the kind of heart that you have. So to kind of capitalize on that, you are underrated. You mentioned the media and all these other recruits. You know, you've really been, been making progress. You started at JUCO. Now you're moving to D1, uh, North Carolina Central University. How confident are you moving forward, especially going D1 now? Um, I think I'm very confident. You know, I've, I think over the years I've really found – I've grown into – I've stepped into my true form as a player, um, you know, and I think it's time for me to have that breakout year mm-hmm. or that, you know, these breakout next couple of years to really put me in the conversation to be, you know, one of those guys who is overlooked, you know, going into, you know, the NFL, but also like, you know, the talent wise can't be denied. And so, you know, after, you know, when I, when I look, when I look back over the years that, you know, the progress that I've made and, you know, how my, my, my gameplay has changed and how I view the game, my IQ and how I approach the game, it's definitely progressed. And so that's helped me, especially getting here, you know, I know exactly what I need to do as a player to um, put myself in a position to get that opportunity. So, uh, Sonny, take us through your pregame ritual. Like, uh, <laughs> who, who's, who's on your playlist when you're getting ready to go out for a game? Oh, man. Um, my playlist definitely has, I need, I need, I need music that'll get me, that'll get me, uh, you know, in that, in that zone. So I like to listen to Meek Mill. Uh, I like to listen to Tory Lanez, uh, some Drake and, you know, some, let me throw some, some, uh, some new artists out there like, uh, Ellie Sostry. Uh, and, um, yeah, some, some of, some of the very, very well-known artists. Mm Mm-hmm. So, speaking of Drake, have you heard uh, God's Plan and Diplomatic Immunity yet? Of course. Fire. <laughs> straight, straight fire. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what do you think the best line is? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and answer my own question. I can't, I, like, the one that had me, you know, running around my room was, uh, I, I, I'm not. She, she asked, yeah. do you love me? I said, only partly. I said, I, I only, only love, love my mama and my, and my mama. mama. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was the fireest line. Yeah, that for was sure. Line, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So, are you adding those to your playlist? Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's already been downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, Sonny, tell me, who do you think the best player on your JUCO team besides you is? Who do you look up to the most? Um, somebody on my uh, JUCO team that I really looked up to. Uh, are we talking players or are we talking coaches? Either or. Um, someone definitely, I would have to say uh, my, my coach, my, uh, one of my position coaches, um, actually two of them, uh, which was uh, my coach Fig and uh, Coach Island. You know, their preparation. You know how they, how they, uh, you know they, they, they made me realize that the little things matter. Um, you know, uh, you know something that I perfected in my game, but they always reminded me to keep working at it, keep working at it because you know that was going to make me a better football player. And so uh, their preparation and how they, um, how how they came, you know, their approach to the game, making sure they were organized, making sure film was ready to go. Um, so those those two those two guys definitely I, I looked up to when I was there. Gotcha. Going off of that, you know, we mentioned you were in in JUCO. We're going to move on to Twitter. Uh, One of your tweets said, uh, when you go JUCO, you got brothers for life. This was, uh, I think this was right after you tweeted something about you moving. Yeah, a couple Uh, weeks ago. Yeah, so can you explain, like, what do you think the bond between, do you think it is the fact that that it is more of a grind in JUCO, or what do you think brings y'all together? Oh, man. I think loyalty, loyalty is you gain loyalty by you know by being around people who go through the same things as you do, and so um, you know I kept you know I think going JUCO, um, you know I still keep in contact, close contact with a lot of the people that I I, I um I went through that experience with whether it's from it was from the it was in the same school or whether it was at a different school, um, you know we all went through that that same struggle and we know. And we know how hard it was to make it to where we wanted to be. And so, you know, just to, just to see your brothers move on, the same people that you went to work with, the same people that you faced that went through the, strength, the same struggle as you did, mm-hmm. um, you know, those, those, are, those are people that you're going to keep, you're going to hold a, a, a certain connection with, that, for, with people um, that people would never know about unless they go JUCO. Mm-hmm. Right. Staying on Twitter, uh, you do you make so if anyone who's listening to this doesn't follow so, uh, Sonny Richardson, go follow him at Team Sonny. Uh, speaking of which, uh, followers, how on earth do you get forty nine and a half thousand followers? Almost fifty k, man. I, I'm asking for a friend, not not for myself. Asking for a friend. It was definitely. It, <laughs> it actually was a snowball effect. Um, you know, people people were very interested. Uh, I think it. When I first got on Twitter, because I actually started off doing music, um, oh, at okay. one point hmm. I thought football, I thought football wasn't going to be for me because my music, my music uh, journey was starting to progress. To put uh, progress, so I thought, you know, when I got on Twitter, um, you know, I was on, uh, I started putting out music. I was on a lot of shows, and so um, at one point I went on tour, and so um, wow, okay, you know, it it, hmm. it, ha- it happened all like that, and then you know, once people people found out about my football side, I. I started taking that a lot more serious um you know it, it was a snowball effect after that because you know people started finding out you know about the talent and when people relate to you you know people gravitate towards your story and gravitate towards who you are especially when you're very humble and so i think after that you know i i when people message me on twitter i try to respond as much as i can mm-hmm. um you know because i like to be one of those people who you know let them understand that you know i've been in the same position that you are 
And, um, you know, I'm telling you, it's possible if you work hard. And so, you know, people just started following here and there. And then, you know, it, it was just a snowball effect after that. Yeah, people respected your grind. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So, um, Sonny, what do you like to do when you're not uh, doing football-related workouts or anything dealing with football? What do you do for fun? Well, now that, now that, I've, um, now that I've gone D1, you know, really, really class and workout take up, take really class and workouts workouts take out most of my time and so um when i when i do get the chance to rest um uh, you know i'm i'm sleeping or uh you know doing you know doing something to take care of my body um right. because you know it's definitely important to me that i do that because i have to be durable during the season yeah. and throughout all three uh all year long and so when i get the chance to when i when i'm in my free time if i'm not you know going to check out a movie i'm definitely resting my body Mm-hmm. Yeah, your body's your asset. That's what's going to get you there to the NFL. I see you. I get it. Yeah, facts. <laughs> um, so, you know, you mentioned uh, Twitter. Who uh, Do you make those videos on your Twitter or does someone else? Oh, no, I don't. Shout out to uh, Next Level Films. Oh, okay. Um, okay. They're actually, uh, they're actually uh, like a, a production company out in Arizona. Um, one of the guys, he actually found me twitter and was like man like he was like do you have like he wanted to he he found me on twitter we started we know we uh we hooked up and um you know once he found out about me he was like man i want to hear more about your story Mm -hmm. i told him my story and he was like let's make a video about it because he was actually trying to get his production company off the ground and um you know like you know like let's let's do that and so uh once once that happened um you know he uh me and him became good friends and he just started making really all my videos Mm, yeah okay so going off of that i actually watched uh that video some of your origins in it you said you went to high school and you actually roomed with uh three different families can you uh talk a little bit about that yeah of course um well i grew up kind of in like a not not kind of i actually grew up in a, a tough environment and so um you know in order you know obviously people from the high school that had went to uh definitely saw the talent in me and so um you know one of the families elected to you know, uh to take me in uh during the you know once once they found out that I was going to end up switching schools if I couldn't if I continued if I couldn't go to that school anymore and so um you know my the first family that took me in uh they actually you know loved me so much as you know I thought and they wanted to actually uh like kind of adopt me and um you know you know, being being as young as I was, I was just being being loved that much was uh, was probably what what uh, what blinded me so much um, mm-hmm. because you know right after right after the season was over, um, they told me that I couldn't live with them anymore, and so wow. uh, I was in a position where I was going to switch schools again, and uh, you know another family stepped in and was like, you know, we don't want him to switch schools. Uh, you know, we'll take him, you know, we'll pick, come and pick him up. And then after, you know, a week or so, they were like, you know, let's just, let's just let you move in because we have more than enough space. And so, you know, I was like, you know, my mom was not too sure about it, but me being, <laughs> me, me loving the school and football so much, I told him that I, I told her that I was, you know, I was willing to do whatever I needed to do to make sure I stayed playing football at that school. And so uh, the second family took me in. I had a, a great junior season. And then uh, probably November, late November, December of that year, 
Uh, they told me I couldn't stay with them. And uh, the, the third family, um, you know, was probably the worst because they showed so much love to me, bought me anything that I needed. Um, and, uh, you know, they took me to work out with their son all, all the time, more so because their son was going to be the starting quarterback that year. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, after, after, you know, I went through that whole, went through the whole offseason with him, um, spent so much time with him and his family uh, during the season. That's when I, uh, that's why at the, at the end of that, my senior season, I was like the number one receiver in the state. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, and uh, right after, uh, I remember having a phone call with uh, one of the families. She was like, you know, this isn't going to work out anymore. And then after that, it was just, that was it. So it was definitely a tough time, during, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. That's crazy going through all that. I mean, even becoming number one and you're still not getting any yeah. scholarship offers. No schools are looking at you. That must be really yeah. tough. Yeah, that was definitely part- very, very tough. Mm-hmm. Um. So, do you want to quick connect the dots for you? I, I got a got a few dots to connect with you. Okay. All right. So, you know who else uh, bounced from family to family in high school? Uh, Jimmy Butler uh, from Tomball. I am actually like five minutes outside of Tomball, and then um, uh, Michael Orr from uh, the Blind Side. The Blind Side. So, oh, so yeah, yeah. if oh, you yeah. follow their footsteps, I don't know. <laughs> Something that, great that could happen. Little, oh, yeah. little connect the dots. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's uh-huh. very true. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually have another guy, part of our team. Uh, his name is Dylan. He's the one that actually uh, told us about you. And I don't know if you remember this. This was, I think this was our first article. We had you in it. Um, so he wanted to send in a few questions uh, for you, uh, for us to ask you. Is that is that good with you? Yeah, of course. You played at, is it Mesa? Mesa Mesa Community College. Yeah, Yeah, you played at Mesa Community College, and there are several other players who have made it uh, to not only D1 programs, but for a player like Demarius Randall uh, to the Uh NFL. Is this something you looked at before choosing MCC or no? Um, Before I went there, I actually looked at the receivers, and I looked at their, their reputation for getting players to, to the next level. Um, I think this was long before, I think this was before I knew about Demarius, um, but I was very aware that they were they were sending a lot of their receivers D1, and just in general, a lot of their players. Mm-hmm. And so I did I, I did my research, and um, you know, it all checked out. So that played a huge, a huge uh, part in me choosing to go there. Oh, wow. We actually talked to a lot of players that have gone to uh, JUCO or like a community college, and they always tell us uh, how much closer they become with their teammates. Uh, do you think you'll have that same experience at a D1 school, or do you think it'll, it'll be different? Um, I think it'll be – it'll be uh, – there, there's, there's, a, there's a, uh, a slippery slope there, um, you know, because I've, I've been – it's hard to it's hard to go to a new program where you've you've kind of grown into the player that you've become, um, and now you're looking to really take over. Uh, and so you know, with a lot of the people that I knew from JUCO or that I know, um, you know, we were we were both grounded to do you know to get to where we wanted to go. And I'm not saying that I can't come here you know to a school and do the same thing because you know, fortunately, 
Excuse me. Fortunately for me, uh, this, the D one school that I go to is right in my hometown, mm-hmm. and so a lot of a lot of the players that are uh, that are on the football team, you know, I know on a personal level just from seeing, just from going to high school with or being, you know, playing each other in high school. So uh, that that's definitely you know been an advantage in that uh, in that process. So it'll probably just be like a a different type of relationship, is what you're right, saying, right? right? Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So uh, we're looking at some of your stat lines, and uh, for the Pima game, you had uh, three kick returns for 105 yards, six receptions for 65 yards, and a TD. So uh, did you do anything different that day, or were you just in the zone? Uh, this is the is this the first my first year my freshman year? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I was actually, you know, uh, you know, that, that was our last game of the season. Um, you know, I was just, I was just really in the zone. Um, you know, when I, when I get on the football field, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of just like everything, everything and everybody is just quiet, you know, mm-hmm. and I just think about nothing but the game and, uh, you know, all, all that, all game, you know, I was definitely, you know, I was in my quarterback here, like, give me the ball, give me the ball. Because when I'm on the field, I feel like I'm the best player on the football field. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it was just one of those games where I wanted people to understand, you know, what kind of player I was the whole season. And, um, you know, I, it was just one of those things where it was just like, like, I need you to get me the ball because I'm hungry and I need it. Yeah, kind of like that Mamba mentality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I kind of want to go off of that. Uh, what was the like best, funniest, like most memorable time on or off the field? Like it doesn't have to be football. It can be, but it doesn't have to. Just any anything. Like, is there a funny story or something like that? I don't know. Um. Uh. I. I it definitely. It's definitely gonna. It's definitely. It's definitely gonna be on the field. Um. I think the most memorable was. Uh, I think it was, um, let's see, probably my, my, my sophomore year when we played Phoenix the second time. Um, I think it was my biggest my biggest game maybe. Um, I went over 100 yards. I think it was my third consecutive 100-yard game. Uh-huh. And you can just you can just really see all the eyes really starting to turn, all the heads really starting to turn. Okay, this guy is, is the real deal. But not everybody, you know, and it was a, it was, you know, it was a, I think after that game, um, you know, it was when I when North Carolina Central got in contact with me, um, and that's when I really started to realize that okay, like you know, everything's about to start changing for me, and uh, you know, not people, not many people knew that I was that I had already been doing this, but you know, it was definitely a, a memorable moment for me because that was the biggest game I had, mm-hmm. and that was really when everything really started to go into effect. Gotcha. So, uh, speaking about your game, you probably uh, grew up watching football. Can you tell me who is your favorite NFL player or someone you kind of mold your game after? I think my all-time favorite player it has to be Antonio, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Uh, just because, yeah, just because, um, you know, how he runs his route, his preparation, um, how his approach to the game, you know, it, it, he's, he, he takes it. He uses it as a tool, you know. You never, you, if you if you really go back and look at his film, um, you know, you never really see him sad. You know, it's always a smile on his face, good or bad. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I think his 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 route running and his explosiveness and his ability to make plays down the field and when he catches the ball um, is is uh, is who I model my game after. But you know, after after the catch, after the catch, um, I'll have to say it would have to be Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin with the speed. I, yeah, I was mm-hmm. a huge Tavon Austin guy out of uh, West. He went to yeah West Virginia. Yeah, huge on him. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, real quick before we uh, kind of start wrapping this up, you know, Eagles, Patriots. Uh, who, who do you who do you got? I'm a Patriots fan all the way. Patriots. Yeah, I'm a Patriots fan. I've, I've been a Patriots fan since since I started watching football. Since they I won the last I, Super Bowl. I, I, <laughs> no, 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 I, um, I, like, I was one of the people who, who really couldn't get into football until I was, like, um, I don't know, around, like, nine or ten until yeah, I actually yeah. started playing it, and the, when I first started watching football, it was just one of those things that the first team that I saw was the Patriots, gotcha. and, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know any other players except for the Patriots, and so, um, you know, as I got older, I just, you know, that was a it just so happened that they were good, and that's just the team that I, I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kind of start wrapping this up. We do it, this with all our guests. Uh, Madden or 2K? Oh, definitely Madden. All right, so Madden, uh, who is the best Madden player in your locker room? I, I, I think it's my quarterback. To be honest, mm. he's been he's been uh, he's been he's been handing out L's to everybody on the team. So <laughs> nobody, nobody nobody wants to play him right now. I haven't played him, but to be honest, I'm not I'm not really good at Madden. <laughs> it's just fun to play, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I realized I wasn't good anymore when my brother beat me for the like fifth time the last weekend. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, yeah, once it starts. Starts getting uh, too many L's. You gotta, you know, you, you know, you know it's time. You know it's time. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Sonny, we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Of course, with your D one uh, going to North Carolina, North Carolina Central <laughs> University. Sorry. <There> <laughs> no, it's all good. I definitely thank you guys for having me on. Um, I really appreciate it, and you know, I hope you know we can. We can come together and work on some something else in the near future. Yeah, for sure. Right, Definitely, yeah. man. Thanks, Sonny. No problem. Thank you. All right.